0: Welcome to Natural Recovery from Suffering. This is Scott Killaby. It's been my pleasure to do during this sort of February Valentine's Day period some podcasts on love. Uh the first one was falling in love, is it a trauma response or is it a is it real or a trauma response? And then this one about love repression. <clears throat> it's funny to me that term is of having done all this work now because when I think of love, I think, well, that's what we are. But just non-separation. And then the embodiment of that is simple presence, but where you can feel and express all your emotions, whatever they may be. In other words, you're not living in repression of emotion anymore. To me, that's what love is. Because if I have to hold myself back, I'm doing that to stay safe and get your love or approval for survival. That's how we do that when we have repression. It's not about being love. Authentic love or otherwise, it's about fear. But as we live as unco- as unconscious beings, we don't really understand all this, like kind of what's really going on at the root. So we may say a lot of things on the surface, in spirituality or otherwise about love, but what's really going on at the root is if you look more closely or more deeply into the unconscious, you'll find that at the very root of it is a fear of being hurt, again, like we have been in childhood, a fear that runs everything, and then there's a fear, that fear of, that makes us hold back either anger and or hurt, sadness, we either hurt, you know, hold back vulnerable emotions or anger, or both, and then that, all of that forms the basis of how we move in the world because when you talk about love repression, yeah, how are we going to love when we have to constantly hold anger back? And that might sound crazy, but I'll explain it. Or how are we going to really love or be loved if we have to constantly hold hurt back at the unconscious level or sadness? It just isn't going to happen. Because if we have repression, we're primarily interested only in, again, staying safe and getting love, getting love, not being it. Many people have come to this work, and when they did the, I'm going to give you the test at the end here, to show it what repression that you have. But people will find that love repression is part of their primary. So your primary repression is whatever traits and emotions that you've buried. And then, you know, just as science says, that produces your suffering, what you've buried, and the programming there. Um, So it's really important to learn what that is. But when they learn, sometimes they'll put love in there. Like mine was in there too. I Through the test, I'm going to show you I found love repression, and joy repression even. But the main thing I found was anger repression. And when I say the main thing, if you can visualize it like this, a primary repression is kind of like a cul-de-sac or a little neighborhood. Everybody has fear as their primary. So fear is like your home station or your house in that cul-de-sac. And that's a fear of being hurt, you know, of course, fear of being rejected that basic fear. But also, it's the fear of either feeling and expressing anger, again, or feeling expressing hurt or sadness. So, your house next door is usually anger with repression work, or it's hurt and sadness, and fear is your home station or your main house. And then, love if repression or joy repression would be in your cul-de-sac, but sort of down the road a little bit, simply because emotional repression is so core if you could hear this of course we can't love freely and fully if we can't express hurt or other emotions because when we're holding our emotions back it's not about being love it's about getting love and staying safe do you see the correlation even if you're not conscious of that in your body yet that's how it works or you could put different words to it but Wow, it goes deep when you start focusing on what love repression really is. Because you can see in your relationships when you go deep here, I'll tell you how I saw it, is that there's a fight, flight, freeze response and or fawn that happens so automatically in relationships with people that we love. That to talk about repression of love, we have to talk first about this fear of each other, trusting each other, being with each other, connecting with each other, feeling and expressing emotions with each other, being triggered by each other. And this fight, flight, freeze response that comes up because if you get angry and I'm an angry repressor, I'm gonna flee perhaps or freeze. I'm not gonna stay here and fight because I might have to show anger. So. Am I, When I'm fleeing, and fleeing doesn't mean like running out the door necessarily, it could just be I'm going to the other room, disconnecting, or even staying here and freezing. Is that love repression? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, it is, but if we talk about it that way, is that too safe in some way? Because what's really going on is I'm terrified of anger, and my body is literally moving or freezing because of that. And I, you know, of course that gets in the way of love. But there's a fear thing we have to deal with. And we have to thaw this fear out in our bodies to really experience authentic love and the capacity to be and express, be love. We got to deal with fear. We got to deal with anger, hurt, these things that we never could allow when we were kids or since then. And then that shows up as not being able to love, or even feeling unlovable. So I want to talk about that in the next section, section, how we kind of meet in spirituality if we go a little bit deep in a very common feeling that we have about ourselves, many of us, which is that we're not loved or unlovable or something like that. And since we're talking about love repression, we should go there. Stay tuned. Back in about 2011, I began to get, quote unquote, really vulnerable as a teacher. Not really, actually. But I thought it was. When I, st- well it was. That's, there's, there are degrees to that when you have layers of repression. But, okay, here I was an anger repressor, and I didn't know that I was. And what was being produced in my system was, were safer emotions, that's how it works. And so the feeling of woundedness or unlovability or hurt was allowed in my system, but anger was buried. So after the shift, the first initial, you know, the awakening shift, I call it the first because there's an embodiment process after that. Um, in that first uh shift, there was just a sense of unlovability that would come up from time to time, as I've talked about. Some teachers will talk about it as insufficiency or lack or... But the flavor of it for me, if you can relate, was unlovable. And it wouldn't be there most of the time after the awakening. But then some relational issue would happen, like my first husband would say something or do something. And then, of course, I couldn't get angry because I buried it, so the feelings of unlovable would come up, or woundedness, and that's where I started to help people question identity like a lot of teachers do, to see there's no self there. There they're just these feelings and thoughts coming up. And it would bring a sense of peace, and I thought embodiment, but I was never getting to the anger, and what I didn't understand is that the anger that was buried and the fear of the anger was producing that identity, because that identity is safer than the anger. So here I was just playing on the surface like we do in non-duality, just questioning identity or the stuff that comes and goes visibly and missing the repression. So, But I was, uh, you know, I thought I was being vulnerable because I was sharing about a real trigger that was coming up. I was being vulnerable. But I was using the vulnerability to stay safe from the buried anger. (laughs) I just didn't see that. And that protected me, of course, and I needed to do that. But I just wanna put it out there in case anyone else is on the spiritual path. Anger repressor, where the profile would be you don't feel or express a lot of anger, but when you get triggered you feel hurt, wounded, sad or unlovable or deficient, but no anger. Maybe, but maybe emotions of hurt or sadness, that's the thing. And so get to the buried anger because that produces whatever we've had to hold back that's true for us, it forces us to identify with what's false because the false stuff is safer. It actually protects us. The suffering protects us from the buried stuff. So unlovable was protecting me from buried anger and other repression. So even though it was vulnerable for me to talk about that and bring out inquiry that would focus on self like self inquiry like you say like we say in non-duality I that was part of the bypass I missed the anger repression so I missed the real download on love In other words the realization wasn't embodied because I hadn't gotten to the anger yet that's what I mean by that So I just kept it too surfacey you know looking at we d- as we do a non-duality identity, which again comes from repression, and then safer emotions, which again are there because of the repression. So I couldn't talk about, I mean, my first book was called Love's Quiet Revolution, but then I stopped talking about it because, well, this repression was there, and it's only now that I can come back and talk about love because of the embodiment process. I first talked about trigger and identity and all that, and then that kind of went quiet for me, like the sense of I'm unlovable, and I think it helped a lot of other people, but it all that non-dual inquiry in that way, unless it gets straight to repression, tends to be on the surface, at again, the stuff that's visible and conscious, which is being created by what's unconscious. And so, you know, my, that relationship in which I had been dealing with that unlovable trigger from time to time that went quiet but that's really when you when you can feel the quality of your realization when the a lot of the mind identity quiets and the and by the way the what I didn't understand is the feeling of deficiency or lack that comes with like unlovable unlovable actually comes straight from repression because we are lacking and deficient in the emotion that we buried. So that feeling of lack which came up as unlovable was there because, not because I'm unlovable as a pers- person, these stories have nothing to do with our actual worth or identity. They're there because we feel lacking and that's the mind's interpretation of it. Like I'm unlovable, I'm not good enough, I'm not this. But it's that feeling in the body that makes us feel that way. Feel deficient and separate, I just didn't understand that that came from anger repression because that's the thing that I'm missing. I'm lacking, and other things like femininity and joy, but those were buried, so I just saw unlovable, <laughs> just like most people that's coming into awareness, and that's how I talked about it as a teacher. Just be with what comes and goes to awareness, not realizing that all this stuff that's coming and going to awareness is coming and going because it's safer than the buried stuff. And that's why I obviously couldn't talk about love, right? Because there was still, you could say, love repression, but it's not that, it's, it is but it isn't. That feeling of unlovable came from something is missing and of course, love is missing because you're unlovable. But how do you discover love? And what is real love or authentic love? And this is where I want to take us in the next segment, in the last segment, because it's just like I said in the last podcast, this is the reason I'm doing these podcasts, is it keeps keep coming back to this. That if we can keep this really simple and see our work ahead of us, or what we, t- what we want to do here, then we can have a really simple definition and understanding of what authenticity is and not make it into a belief or a story or authentic love into some woo-woo concept that we try to whether we want to dismiss or something but like let it point in a way to our direct experience to what is missing what really is missing and lacking in our experience and our in our relationships and why we might call that love repression also why we might call it love repression to stay safe and to get love. I hope to address that. Stay tuned. During anger repression, I imagined authentic love or real love as or just love really as someone who's always very nice and and kind and very peaceful and would never rock the boat or say anything, adversarial, anything like that. And that was coming from my anger repression, which was real programming that said, hold anger back, you have to be good, you have to be at peace here, be peaceful, be good. Or some people have have to be perfect from anger repression or... And so it shows up that way. And you want people to show up that way. And you want to show up that way. But yet with anger repression, we suffer, right? Because the repression creates suffering, you know, and we don't know it, though. So because we're suffering, of course, we shadow out and look at this idea of love as being someone who's always nice and peaceful is what we're looking for because we don't, we're running from the anger that we've buried and we don't even know we buried it. Or for hurt or sadness repressors, it's buried hurt or sadness. And so that's why I could never experience authentic love because I was looking for it from my conditioning, from my repression. And in any event, my my conditioning would not even allow me to imagine feeling and expressing anger in relationship. So I didn't, there's no way that love can include that You see how unconscious we are at the repression level. So I learned, long story short, that anger is also love and presence. Fear, hurt, sadness, that's none other than the presence. But you can't know that if you have buried those things. Because that doesn't feel like presence in your body. It feels like chronic pain or disease or suffering, emotional suffering. Another thing I did not know is that the feeling of separation, the felt sense, the physical sense of separation, comes in large part from the repression because years of being afraid of feeling and expressing anger or hurt or sadness buried in the body with programming mind-body connection which says, don't, don't. Self-protective mechanism, of course there's a sense of separation, of physicality to it in the body with those layers of old emotion which Thomas Hubel says, frozen emotion. It's just your hardened body now. And of course, that, there's a sense of deficiency or lack with that because we are deficient in that state. We're, we've buried emotions, they're missing. We feel lacking, but then the mind turns it into, as I said, unlovability or I'm not good enough to stay safe and be distracted from what we've buried. When we finally get down to this question of (sighs) repression, some of us sort of veer off into, as I alluded to, veer off into, I'm just going to focus on love repression or joy repression because I found it in my body. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, what you found is this response that says, I can't just be loving. But you also found a response that says, "Mm, I can't, express anger and that's fear is what that is so if you just think that's just about not being loving and you try to block out that it's also anger or hurt repression at the very core of it you'll bypass if you focus on love and love repression or joy or joy repression certainly do some of that but trust your body see the extent to which the love repression is connected to anger or hurt repression and those are very core and i would stick there in this work because that's why you can't feel and express love you see what how i've seen it is well love is just what we are in the embodied presence we are but it can't be that if there are parts of ourselves that are too scary to experience So we just remove those parts by making them conscious, whether it's buried anger or hurt or sadness. And then we are what we are, we experience that embodied. And the love repression is over too because it was connected to the emotional repression. And to the extent we need to go do some love repression work, we do it. But we see here, look, it's all fear. And it's basically fear, I just can't be myself. Whatever comes up naturally, that's not okay. (laughs) Whatever it is. So we've gotten to this pattern of just holding stuff back. We're suffering. Because that produces the suffering that we see. The stories and everything. It's safer from, as I said, the unconscious nervous system to produce disease, chronic pain, or suffering, emotional suffering, than it is to feel and express what's terrifying and always has been. When we say love repression, we're just saying self-repression. We're saying you just can't be yourself. Go back and look in inquiry or now and see that when you were a kid, you couldn't be yourself. You don't even know what that is. I understand when people say, Scott, the authentic self thing triggers me. I know, you don't know, how could you? Your parents didn't show you that you're the awareness and they didn't show you how to feel and allow all the emotions. So you identified with stories because you didn't know the awareness. And now you have buried emotions. It's all connected. So of course if I talk about authentic love or authentic self or authenticity, it could either be triggering, which would protect you from the buried stuff, or confusing because how would you know what that is? With repression, you can't. Your system can't imagine freedom to feel and express what's buried because its job is to scare you from doing that to keep you from doing it. And then therefore you keep suffering if you are. This love thing is really important actually. My first book was called Love's Quiet Revolution because I felt, that's the word that was first really true for me about the non-dual realization because I had a heart opening at the same time. But I had trauma in my body of holding back anger and other emotions that thwarted the embodiment of that. And so I went into all that stuff that I've shared, you know, on my my podcast, The Real Truth About My Awakening and Scott Tells All on YouTube. But that's really important to talk about that because it really did initially the best word to describe it was this is love. That we are that because of the non separation. It just wasn't embodied fully (laughs) because there are parts of myself that would just like talk about duality, repression, (laughs) because there are parts of ourselves that are just unconscious. There's this massive division inside of us and then creates a false identity or creates disease or chronic pain from and within that split. But when that split collapses because we bring the unconscious into awareness, then there goes the suffering. It leaves. I just have more suffering to do i couldn't live and embody that love that i first recognized until i dealt with stuff and i had the idea that if if i mean if i'd ever came up i'm sure i would have imagined that in my most embodied state that i'm just this sweet little and i never say a harsh word and it's all fucking bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit, man. I'm telling you. Because I can do that. I When I feel sweet and joyful, that's how I share. And when I'm fucking angry, I'm angry and I'll let you know it. Because that's what's real. And I'll be a little teddy bear with Chester right after this. I'll go walk into that living room and probably snuggle right up to him and put my feet cross his legs and my head on his shoulder and tell him I love him and he'll say it back but that's but that's that's not how I always am right that's what I always thought though you're always see I was a doormat I just went along with everything and confused that with love that's anger repression what do you want to do somebody asked me what do you want to do for dinner oh I don't know whatever you you could go there or there it's fine anything is fine I love you babe That's how I would get love. Just let them go along. I thought it was awakeness. It's like, well, I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. I don't mind what happens. We can eat at Chili's or we can eat at Dairy Queen. It's all isness. (laughs) It's all this. You decide. (laughs) No, I'm just saying that I couldn't have possibly known, and neither can you with repression, what real love or authentic love is. And it's not a higher state, that's exactly what the ego wants to think. (laughs) You know, anything to stay safe. Or get triggered by things that I say, like, oh, I don't feel authentic. And then there the mind creates, you can't help it, it's not your fault. But the mind creates stories of deficiency right here If you're listening, some of you, and that feeling of deficiency is coming from the repression. You're deficient in some emotion. The the deficiency stories have nothing to do with our actual self-worth. They have to do with the deficiency of emotion in our bodies. But our systems are designed not to show it to us. And what is love repression anyway? If it's not just self repression or just holding back emotions and what is it? And therefore what is authentic love? See if we can really simplify this down here. I think you'll see your work to do. It'll be really clear. Um, what is that? <laughs> well, I hope I've given you some context with this podcast in some way where, you know how that context will shape your understanding of something and make you interested because you see something within yourself and what I'm saying. And you might have had some insights into what's driving you in different ways. Like in the one segment where I talked about deficiency story coming from repression or the sense of separation coming from it and why. And then how you see that you can't love freely and fully. You know, in the inquiry I did with you, and when you pull it, all, pull it all together, the only thing that you're missing is what I'm going to give you at the end of this podcast, this this episode. Stay tuned. That's the only thing you're missing, if that, which is just direct evidence of what's going on for you in your body. I'm sure you want to know if you don't already. The only thing else I can say about this this topic of love repression is not something that I talk about much, actually. <clears throat> I'm doing it mainly <laughs> to help people who are using it as a bypass. Love is really important. Just on this in this topic, in this context, super important. But the focus on love repression can be safe compared to, for example, anger repression or hurt repression for people. So in some way, it's like, this podcast is part of the teaching or the work but it's also just a way to share or an opportunity to share how my whole life I focused on or for a big part of it on feeling unlovable and feeling like I couldn't love people or that I couldn't get love and just simply not knowing (laughs) at all that, that was coming from anger repression mostly and other repression, just not knowing. And how many of you will hear this today or tonight and still you'll walk away and not know what the source of your suffering is? And for those of you who came to because you thought that the source of your suffering was love repression, or those of you who came because there are relationship issues and you know that there's a love issue but you don't know what it is, for whatever reason that you came, I want you to remember to keep it simple and then I'm gonna give you some instruction. Love repression is self-repression. Self-repression is actually emotional repression. There's no self. There are emotions that get buried for safety. Those buried emotions have programming that creates suffering. We cannot love freely and fully if there are others, if there are parts of ourselves that we hold back. Go to killaby.com to get started on this path and scroll down to the bottom of the page and I'll guide you through a test which will show you, one, if you have emotional repression, <clears throat> this will answer the question if you should focus on love repression or some other emotional repression. Two, um, what p- motions that you've buried specifically and three, how does that repression produce suffering in your life and even show up as you can't love freely when really it could be something below that. Mostly related to fear. Thank you for listening. Killaby.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page.